This is the Personal Finance Show. Hi, I'm Bo Humphreys, and this is the Personal Finance Show. In my opinion, credit cards should only be used in one way. I think you should only buy something with a credit card if that money is sitting in your bank account right now. Credit cards are not for borrowing. Please don't use credit cards for borrowing. There are times in our lives when we need to borrow money, but credit cards are one of the worst tools for borrowing. The interest rates are way too high. So just promise me that if you ever really need money right now and you're thinking about borrowing it with a credit card, look at other options first. Maybe a loan or a line of credit with a lower rate. Just look at other options and only borrow with a credit card as a last resort. Credit cards are a tool for convenience and benefits. So now that you've agreed to only spend money you have in the bank, I can introduce you to Stephen Wayman and his new website called creditcardgenius.ca. There are so many options when it comes to getting a credit card. Before I talked to Steven, I would have told you to never get a credit card with an annual fee. You know I hate fees. But what if the benefits you get when you use the card are much higher than the annual fee you pay? Before I owned a car, I rented cars all the time. Many credit cards come with collision and damage coverage if you book your rental car with the credit card. If you don't have a card with collision and damage coverage, the rental company will charge you $30 per day. That's an extra $210 on a rental for just a week. So if you rent a car for a week, even once a year, maybe a $99 annual fee on a credit card isn't so bad. This is just one example of a credit card benefit, but there are so many that trying to remember them is making my brain hurt. That's where Steven and Credit Card Genius can help. For over seven years, Steven has been the mastermind behind the website, howtosavemoney.ca. And while he included credit card reviews on howtosavemoney.ca, he realized the world of credit card selection was complex and needed its own space. So Steven found all the credit card options in Canada and put them on one site. It turns out there are more than 150 different options. He even built some cool features to help you find the credit card that works best for you. Stephen joined me in downtown Toronto for my first outdoor and underground mobile episode of the Personal Finance you know, Show. Um, it is starting to feel cold. It is definitely <laughs> starting to feel cold out here, but that's all right. It's going to make this interview brisk. This is uh, the, uh, the inaugural Walking Outside uh, podcast. So <laughs> I'm here with Stephen Wayman. And uh, you have a couple of websites, uh, how to save money, right? .ca. .ca, yeah. And uh, the newest one is Credit Card Genius. That's correct, Credit Card Genius. And we're going to talk about Credit Card Genius because you know that's it's a new one, and and uh, I like it. It's good, and and uh, you want to promote it. But first, uh, I want to talk about you. Where did you start with personal finance? And I think we're walking a little bit fast because I'm I'm starting to get out of breath. <laughs> we're going to slow it down here. So. so this is the first challenge of an outside uh, uh, podcast. 
and uh, you know, we might end up, like we could just pause in a park and then keep walking. Sounds good to me. Uh, so uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, where I get started in personal finance. Well, uh, yeah, I always wonder where everybody like why why finance and not uh, just about anything else, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it started for me back when I was uh, in university, and um, I was starting to uh, take summer jobs to pay for my own schooling, and uh, starting to spend my own money on things, and I just I just realized how expensive everything was, um, sort of in the world, and um, I only had limited budget, but as a guy who was into technology, there were certain purchases I wanted to make and things I wanted to have, and I was realizing like it was pretty hard to afford those things. So, you know, when I was young growing up, I always felt when I went shopping with my parents and whatever that when you bought something, the price was the price, right? You know, you go to the store, you pay the price for that thing, and whatever they had on the shelf is the price, that's the price well, you had to really pay. It really depends on how you get your, your education. Like, you know, some people have, have parents who are hagglers, or maybe they even come from a, a, a culture or a country yeah. where, you know, uh, negotiation is just commonplace, it's standard. Right? It is. And so the price for them is never the price. But you're right, here in Canada, I feel, it's the price is the price, and if you try to get something different than the price, you're being rude. Right, and it, and it may be less so in Toronto, but I'm from the East Coast, Moncton, New Brunswick, so things are different there, and yes. it's a lot less multicultural. Okay. And um, so, you know, there's a lot less, there's like no haggling, like haggling a, it, really doesn't exist. Unheard of. Yeah. So what, but what did you do then to be able to afford the things that well, you, I just, you couldn't afford. I just started paying attention to prices more. And so what I would see is like in the ad flyers or whatever, I'd see like this memory card that I was interested in picking up that was normally 150 bucks. Well, in another store, you know, it would regularly go on sale for $100. And then I'm like, well, if it's going on sale here, like like what other stores are there that sell this? And what, can, what else can I find out about this memory card? So I would search online for that and see if I could find information there, which led me to forums and, and, and places like Red Flag Deals. Okay, and, yeah. and I got... I realize there's communities of people talking about like saving money on things, getting good deals, getting the price down, and then you can add in extra things like doing price matching to get it down even further. You know, maybe get a mail-in rebate that may not even be listed in the flyer. Uh, apply that on top of that, and in does, some cases, you could even walk out of the store with like making money, having purchased something. But doesn't this take a lot of, of time? Like, what, what I was about, as a university student. <laughs> you had all the time in the world. <laughs> so this is a good time to figure out how to do this, right? And then you build a skill that maybe you, know, you can do quicker later in life when you have less time, or when your time is worth more. Right, but that's exactly what I realized, is mm -hmm. like, I am spending hours upon hours reading forums and finding deals, and most normal, sane people aren't <laughs> going to be doing the same thing. So I said to myself, is there anybody out there writing about you know, how to save money or saving money in a more concise way where you don't have to go through 20 pages of a forum thread to find that one nugget of gold, gold nugget of information that's gonna save you some money or to help you manage your finances better? And nobody was doing it. So I said, you know, this is a great idea. I should do that someday. So I graduated in 2003. You know, I went to work. I thought about it. You know, then I probably around 2005, 2006, I kind of had the idea. And then, um, being a planner, you know, I registered the domain in 2007. Yeah. And and then I thought about it and planned it for three years. <laughs> I, I I did a similar thing. Just uh, it was like eight years. Uh, you buy, you speculate on websites. Like I'm going to do something with this someday. Yeah. I don't know what. But what were you doing for work uh, when you got out of school? So um, I took a degree in, in uh, 
and computer science really, so a Bachelor of Science in Computer Science. And okay. I wanted to be uh, you know, a game programmer, is what I, in high school, kind of like what I was thinking, a video game programmer. But So I was like, well, how do I do that? In my town, there's no courses in that, right? Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, I'll just take computer science and we'll see where that goes. But of course, you know, there was no jobs and game design around. So I was like, I just got a regular, uh, actually customer service job because it was just after the dot-com bust. Okay. And like nobody was hiring, even though I had fantastic grades. So, um, you know, I eventually uh, parlayed that into, uh, I got my foot in the door in customer service and then moved into software development. So I did software development for several years. Okay, which probably helped you when it came to, to building a website. Yeah, it did. I mean, it gave me the technology edge. I didn't, I, I used obviously a content management system. I didn't really build it from the ground up. Credit Card Genius is custom built, but how to save money runs on another software, right? Well, I, I guess maybe in the <clears throat> early days people did build websites from scratch, but now obviously, uh, prob I don't even know what the percentages of websites that are built with WordPress or other... I don't know the percentage either, but... Said, but it, I think it's pretty high. It's pretty high, yeah. yeah. And like most of the sites out there, even the ones that look like they're custom, they're just built with WordPress too, right? So, uh, but it was a little bit harder to start your own. You, you Maybe you had to have a little more knowledge, especially to to make it look the way that you want. And so yeah. you went ahead and you uh, made uh, how to save money.ca? Yeah, I made it all myself. I designed the logo myself. It's still the same logo that I designed using some weird program that I found online um, back in 2010. And, uh, you know, it's still, it hasn't been redesigned since. We're okay. looking at that for next year. So the look is still almost exactly the same wow. as when it launched back in 2010. So. You start writing for this website, and you, you had an idea of what you wanted, like the like the red flag deals sort of thing? Yeah, a combination of deals and education, sort of to help people manage their money better, learn how to save money, and different sort of practical guides and tips. Um, I focused really on longer content, which most people weren't doing at the time, so that when you were done reading it, you would have more than just a general idea of what you should do. but but really the specifics. So you wouldn't have to do like 10 more Google searches to figure out exactly how to execute on the idea that I was talking about, so. So trying to make it easy for everybody. Yeah. And so how, like, how did it start? You're writing, it's you, you're writing, uh, you're promoting on what, on social media, you're getting some trades. This is 2010, right? This, yeah. This is, well, seven years ago. And things are a lot different now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I started out with, you know, I did, I had Facebook and Twitter accounts, but they didn't do much. Social media has never been my strength. So really, I just, I, I took the attitude of, you know, if I write it, they will come. Sure. And, you know, it didn't really, I mean, it did kind of pan out. I mean, Google took notice because I was writing in a way other people weren't. Okay, so you and, were able to get in, the, say, the front page of Google when somebody typed in what? Well, how to save money. How to save money. Yeah, how to save money <laughs> or best, best credit cards, for example. Credit cards have always been my passion. Yeah, so what, when did you start writing about credit cards as part of this? Some of the first articles that I did were about credit cards. I actually started publishing like guides on explaining credit card terminology and started ranking credit cards. Even before the site went live in August of 2010, I had already started a bank of content related to credit cards and that I pu started publishing that when, when I turned the site on. But what, what do credit cards have to do with saving, saving money? money? Well, the thing is, you know, there's the whole, the whole aspect of rewards with credit cards, and you can really save a lot of money, especially on travel, by choosing the right credit cards that match your spending that uh, if you maximize the reward programs. So, for example, 
I had this card back in the day called the MBNA Starwood Preferred Guest Mastercard, which was a no-fee credit card. Okay. And you would earn, you know, one Starwood point for every dollar you spent on the card, in addition to a, a little sign-up bonus you got when you when you opened the card, and that really added up. For example, one time I used 1,000 star points, which was basically $1,000 in spending. Okay. And I used that to upgrade right here in Toronto, the Sheraton Center Hotel. You may, yeah, you may yeah, be I've familiar with I it. I used to live right around the corner. Right. So I booked that hotel for $56 a night on Priceline. Okay. Okay. Yeah. $56 a night. Priceline Those hotel rooms are like $300. Shatner, right? Yeah. Like two, yeah. <laughs> Those hotel rooms are like $250, $300 yeah, normally, right? Yeah. And then I went up and said, I'm a Starwood member, which Sheraton is a member of the Starwood Hotels mm-hmm. group. And I want to redeem 1,000 star points to upgrade. So to do that, they took my $56 a night room upgraded me to the concierge floor level at the top, <laughs> gave me access to the, you know, to the lounge on the, the very top floor that overlooks the entire city where they're serving caviar and like food that we use for basically breakfast, lunch, and supper for free. Okay. You know, and so wow. we like, you know, for, for a thousand for a thousand points. A thousand points. And, and how did you get these thousand points? Just on the credit card by spending a thousand dollars. So just, the, they just had that set up as a reward? Yeah, that was the rewards. And... So did you then just start to do this for everything? Yeah, I mean, I, I looked into all kinds of different credit cards, and I, start, I, made, I started building this massive spreadsheet that I used to track the features of them and to rank them, and I used that to publish you know, articles um, on how to save money about which credit cards um, are best, and that was based on trying to calculate a return on spending. Okay. So if you spend $100, and your return on spending is 3%, then mm-hmm. you're getting $3 back in rewards for every $100 you spend. But do you have to like pay a fee? Uh, like, do you have to pay something up front? What do you usually have to pay to get these uh, rewards? Like, is it, it depends on the card. I mean, but that at that time, that card was no annual fee, so there was no so you're fees. Getting, this one had no annual fee. Like, yeah. th- we can talk about credit card genius in, in, in a little bit, but you know, I don't like fees. No. I don't want to pay an annual fee for anything. Right. And it, it just depends. I mean, if you're spending a lot of money on your card, the annual fee can really be worth it if you're getting more rewards. But doesn't that maybe encourage people to spend more? Like, because I got to make up for this fee. You know, is, that, is, there, is there no, like, there's, there's always a risk of this, right? Sure, absolutely. And it, it's all about, you know, self-control. If you're not a person who has that kind of control and you're, you're going to just spend money to get rewards, I would absolutely say stay away. I mean, you don't want to get yourself into debt. Um, so I don't only, be enticed, but right. By I only this, recommend these, uh, it to rewards. people put their normal, <clears throat> everyday spending things they would buy anyway on their credit card, and uh, and then the rewards really add up. So if you if you don't really have trouble with uh, having credit card balance or, or or trouble with credit cards, this seems like a good uh, thing for you. Did you have like tons of, of credit cards? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I usually try and keep around three in my wallet at okay. a time, but I mean. Either up to five, you know, and I don't use them all, so I just I might get some for a bonus or a reward, and then you know when I get that when I achieve what I what I want with it, then I'll stop using it or eventually cancel it. Okay. So you know I try to my general rule of thumb just to keep my credit score in line and not to go too crazy with it is I, I try to apply for one to two credit cards every year to get bonuses and if there's a better offer that comes out, I'll, uh, you know, I'll apply for something new. But is there, like, isn't there a downside to like, applying for credit cards all the time? Not really. Um, there's some people who take it very seriously that you know, they might rep- apply for like 15 to 20 a year. Um, oh, really? Wow. But 
The downside is, is really just credit scores so, and management. Like you have more to manage, more to pay off. Well, yeah, um, you got to make sure it doesn't, you don't get carried away and like right. not be aware of one of your cards. Or and then forget maybe, to pay it. You could right. lose one. I, I'm sure identity theft is probably not a good thing in these cases, right? If somebody... Well, <laughs> but, I, I guess if... But you if can they, cancel them all. Just have them all in a list somewhere. Yeah, have them in a list. I mean, I've never even had to do that. My, what I do is I, I just remember what cards I have. I log into all my online accounts twice a month, check, you know, how much I owe, pay it off. And because I'm logging in twice a month, that guarantees that I'll never be late. Because so you, you have to have a system. Yeah, you have to have a system to make sure that you know you're paying you're paying on time. Because you, if you if you miss payments, you know you will eventually ruin your credit score. But yeah. as long as you manage your your credit responsibly, pay them off every month, and keep sort of one of your older credit cards around and never cancel it, because that helps your credit score. Okay. Um, you're, you're going to be absolutely just fine. Like one to two cards a year, your, your score is going to be just fine. So, the, so you started doing this was in 2010 or right around then? You started figuring. I, out this, I it's 2006 actually. 2006, you started figuring out the credit card stuff. Yeah. And this is a like an industry of people who really do this, right? Yeah. Is there like a, a specific term for someone who just has a bunch of credit cards for rewards and? And yeah, they, uses them to their advantage. They usually call it travel hacking. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, I, in terms of just, I mean, it's it's become more and more central around credit cards over time. Travel hacking used to be more just the, the collection of points, right? Yeah. But now it's become more and more central to credit cards because there's less offers out there where you can just get a lot of points um, without without involving a credit card. But now it's it's really focused in on credit cards. So again, with that MBNA card that I was talking about earlier, like I eventually saved up my points and used those to buy both flights for my wife and myself and a hotel for five nights in Paris, right? Wow. And it was almost all covered with points. So a little bit of taxes and fees that we had to pay out of pocket, but we were able to really enjoy ourselves in Paris because we didn't worry have to worry about the expense of getting there and staying there. It was just whatever we encountered on the day-to-day. -day. And so you figured all this stuff out for yourself, and you were writing about the various cards, but you're like, I want to put this in a really organized place. So, so you know, because it does sound a little complicated yeah. to figure out all the stuff that you're doing and, like, really maximize, like, use it for travel and get the right amount of points and all this. Uh, but you're like... You wrote all these different articles. Maybe they were in a credit card section on the how to save money. Yep, for sure. Yep. But they were kind of mixed up with other and very static, on your side. right? You know, not personal at all. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's just yeah, they're not based for you. on on sort of the average typical person. You know, maybe somebody spending two thousand dollars a month. I would calculate the return on spending, but that would change because of annual fees and other things that have to factor into the equation for for Bo, for yeah, example, exactly. right? Versus Steven. And maybe so, you would get people commenting and saying, well, yeah, I this do this right? or that. Yeah, is this right for me? Yeah. You know? So the idea behind Credit Card Genius was to take all the work that I had been doing over the past seven years in comparing and collecting data. We, I actually track more than 50 different features of every credit card on the Canadian market. So like, like, can you name 10 of these features? All right, so there's 16 types of included insurance coverage that a credit card can come with, for example. So okay. there are 16 of them right off the bat. All right. And then the different types of rewards you can get would be like another maybe three or four. And then, you know, you have um, all kinds of different perks, like uh, how, how accepted is the card? You know, so Amex isn't 
as accepted as other um, it's as true. Visa and Mastercard. I've had experience with this. So it's I tough sometimes to pay yeah. with Amex. And so, and other things like how easy are the rewards to redeem? How how good is the sign-up bonus? Does it come with concierge service? Like if you if it's travel, do you have to use it on these specific dates? Which I always thought was a terrible thing. Right. How flexible are the rewards? You okay, know, yeah. Can, are there blackout dates? All those types of things. Like can you use it for groceries and for flights? If yes. you're not really a traveler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are like, and then up to 50 of those, uh, maybe more. I mean, I don't have the exact number anymore. I, you know, whenever I discover something that I think is um, relevant, you know, I add it in and I start tracking it. Okay. So I use Credit Card Genius Works by, you know, looking at all those 50 different things and producing a score out of five for every credit card in Canada. And that uses sort of a default person's profile that we've come up with. Then when the user lands on the site, they can use like a slider system that we've developed on, yep. the, on the homepage to tell us what their preferences are when it comes to a credit card. And you built these sliders based on like, usually someone either wants one thing or the other, like cashback of rewards. Is there like yep. uh, usually a choice between or like insurance or, or something else? Like what, yep. are the, where, where, what are the lefts and rights of the sliders? So we've got, you know, cash, people always say they, want, like, they either prefer cash or they prefer travel or they don't have a preference. So that's like the first slider on the site. And the other, the next one is, you know, a lot of people care about cards that have no fees. So the next slider is, do you want no fees or would you like to maximize your return? Okay. Um, so that's the second choice. The third choice is, do you care more about low interest so that you're saving money because maybe you carry a balance? Or would you prefer to have extra perks and features and benefits to your card? Those are the existing sliders right now, but we're always looking at tweaking them, adding new things, and finding out what people really care about. Well, because for me, uh, I, you know, I have a bit of a, a love-hate relationship with credit cards. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I went through a consumer proposal to my creditors, uh, probably four of which at the time were credit cards, because yep. uh, they just kept throwing these balances at me during the time when I was going through a crazy gambling addiction, right? right. Yeah. And they just kept increasing the limits and I ended up with 40000 in debt. And so we had to write those off and, and I was like, I'm just so happy I don't have credit cards anymore. Right. But at the same time, I was like, I can't rent a car uh, or when I do, I have to pay cash and I have to pay for the, the collision damage waiver, $30 a day, lost exactly. damage waiver insurance, yeah. which most, well, a lot of good credit cards will have included. Yeah, that's one so of the 16 types, right? That's one, of the, that's one of your types. And so, you know, I actually now specifically have a credit card just for when I want to rent a car. Right. And then I have my regular credit card, which has no fee and gives me cash back. So, you know, I see the value. If you can control your spending, like, if you, you know, if you're, and you know, I'm not in my gambling addiction days anymore, uh, so I can feel responsible with my credit. But the thing about credit cards is I had about eight of them at once. Right. And but I was having I was keeping my balances up. So like what if people have these cards, what should they look out for if they're trying to like really maximize the rewards but not get the credit rating hit? Yeah, so the most important thing, like I said earlier, is to just pay it off every month. So if that's not an option for you, if you find yourself living paycheck to paycheck and you're, you're, you know that you know, an emergency might strike and you're not going to be able to pay off that balance, there's so many cheaper ways to borrow money than through a credit card. Yeah, of course. So you, you basically just want to keep one maybe that you use for those hotels 
or those uh, random things. And then other times you keep it on ice or you keep it sort of tucked away. But if you're somebody who has a good control over your finances, makes a lot of regular purchases every month that you can charge to your credit card, and you know the money's gonna be there to pay it off, then this is an opportunity for you to actually you know, benefit for that. Do things that you wouldn't otherwise do, like travel somewhere far away, because you can justify that in your budget. Yeah, I think uh, you know people don't like uh, if they listen to your story. They're like, "Wow!" But, but uh, like, I can get that for like almost nothing. But then they might think, "Well, I can't do that because that seems really complicated." But you, you can you can help explain this stuff, right? Do you have articles about this stuff? Yeah, we have a blog component of Credit Card Genius where we go over all kinds of different educational aspects of credit cards, how to maximize your rewards, and you know. When you click uh, on Credit Card Genius, you fill in your sliders, you can put in your own personal spending, you can break it down by what categories you spend the most on, like gas or groceries. And then we combine all that information with the scoring from the 50 features that I was telling you about to produce a personalized score out of five for every credit card in Canada, just for you. Just for you, for your preferences, where you ever put the sliders. Right, and then you'll see the list of credit cards that match. And then you can click on one that interests you, click the learn more button, and then you land on an individual page for that card that gives you more details. So it gives you the key benefits of the card, mentions how the reward system works, gives a little mini review that talks about the strengths and weaknesses of the card. So you've gone in and actually not only put these factors in, but you've gone and done a little write-up for exactly. each one of these too. Right. Okay. And so that helps you understand things a little bit more. And we're always looking for ways to improve it, ways that we can simplify it, ways that we can make it easier for people to understand. And this is a relatively new site that we launched in June. So there's still, you know, we're still gathering feedback. We're still finding ways to meet what people really want. But this is based on all of the, the knowledge you've picked up over the over last seven, seven years. Over seven years, for sure. So and, there's a lot there already. And you, you still have all of these, or many of these credit card uh, posts that you would have put on um, how to save money on how to save money.ca and people can go there too yes. and, and have a look and they can find other things there too yes and uh okay so i mean i guess the question is i know there's no best credit card for everybody right uh but you know what's uh, what's the best one that uh is out today and for for what reason yeah you know, you could pick one reason it doesn't have to be the one that would appeal to everyone but well there is one card that i would say that is the best overall right now and it just launched actually um and the, the there's one reason why it might not be the best for you and that's because it is an american express i see okay right so you know you have to in that case when you want an american express what i always say i recommend doing is have a backup no fee MasterCard or Visa yeah. that you can use when you say, do you accept American Express? If they say no, you just pull out your backup card and so you use that stuck. instead. You're not stuck. Yeah, which, it, you know, it happens, especially with smaller retailers. And, and the reason behind this is because American Express charges the merchant a lot more. They say a lot more, and it depends on what you mean by a, a lot. There's, a, there's a percentage. <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is. I still believe it's below 3% of the cost of your purchase, whereas Visa and MasterCard might be closer to 2% or 1.5%, depending on the, the premium level of your credit card. It ranges, um, and it also depends on the payment processor. So that can add, if it's, a, if it's a, a merchant that, you know, like you say, if it's Walmart, for example, that takes a lot of transactions, that yeah. 1% difference, whatever it may be, could be uh, a lot. Could, it could add up for them. So some, some vendors, some merchants, they make the choice not to, to only accept the, the, the two big ones and not American Express, which, I mean, I know it's still big, but I would still consider it 
number three to it is Visa number and it is definitely number three. But um, you know, a lot of people who use American Express they say I can make eighty five to ninety five percent of my everyday purchases on my American Express okay. with no issue. Yeah, maybe depending on where they live. Uh, I don't know if this applies to small town. You you live in yeah, a smaller, small town. Uh, smaller most town. places. Yeah, they're most still places good with take that? it. Yep. Well, that's good then. Um, so, so the what, card so that I'm talking about, one? yeah, it's the new American Express Cobalt uh, Cobalt card. And what makes it different is that it gives you five times the regular points, five times the points on any type of food purchase. So that includes your coffee, that includes your restaurants, that includes your bars, that includes your groceries. Okay. So any type of food purchase is five times the points. And, and so, point is worth what? Exactly. Points, it depends. It depends. And points are worth different things depending on which card, which rewards program you're looking at. Okay. But the most typical value for, one, for a point is one cent. One it's cent. not universal. It's a penny. It's not universal, but that's the most typical. Okay. Um, if you're so, thinking, if you're like, okay, this bonus offer is like I get 25,000 points, yep. then just multiply that by a penny. And, that, and that's a good benchmark. That might be a good uh, venture of what it... Right, so with this same card, the Cobalt, you get two times the points on um, gas uh, and transit purchases. So if you drive a car, you, you, do, uh, you need to take uh, the rail or, or the subway, all those types of things okay. um, give you two times the points. And, um, and travel as well. So if you're booking flights, if you're you know, using Expedia, those are all two times as well. Okay. Um, and then everything else, is at regular one point per one dollar spent. So you're always getting something, a little something back. Yes. For whatever you spend, which is the, which is really what we're talking about here is the whole reason why you're using a credit card and not debit and not cash is because, yeah, you, if you give cash to somebody, uh, you give them the cash and they don't say uh, here are a couple of pennies back. No. They and don't say that. No, they don't. And and so. If, you, if you're talking about one cent per point, then at the five times level, you're getting a 5% return on your spending. So okay. every $100 you spend, you're getting $5 back. Okay. But there's, a, there's, there's more. Um, so American Express, with their rewards program, they have three main different ways you can redeem your points. So the first is for if you charge any sort of travel-related purchase to your card, be it Expedia, be it any travel provider, your travel agent, anything you want, hotel, doesn't matter. You charge that to your card, you can pay that off with points. Okay, and if you do that, it's at the one cent level. Okay. Now, if you want to go and buy your next pair of shoes or charge anything else you can imagine to your credit card, you can also pay that off with points, but it's not worth as much. It's 0.7 cents, it goes down. Okay. But the kicker is that if you use their fixed points travel program, yeah. 40,000 points equals a flight anywhere in continental US or Canada okay. that's worth up to $750. Okay, so. You Forty thousand seven hundred. We can do the math later. Well, I can do the math you can for do you. The math, do the math that's now. what. That's one point seven five cents. Okay. So that's way more than one cent, right? Okay. So what used to be a five percent return on spending yeah. is now an eight point seven five percent return because on spending. Because you're talking about five times, and then the and the then 1. the one point seven five. So you're getting eight times, uh, just for, just for doing Almost what you're, nine. you're doing regularly, right? Yeah. And it's like I just want to reinforce this whole idea of like you know people are like oh, I don't want to use a credit card because I don't want to get in trouble and, and you're right you're like don't get in trouble like don't go into debt the whole point is you've been given this tool that you can use to buy things you're gonna buy anyway with money that I would say please have it already in the bank yeah right? like <laughs> like you know don't go spend money you don't have right, right. I'm, I write a lot about this and but now they're giving you like extra stuff that you wouldn't get otherwise, right? And and is there like a, is there a downside that, that that we're not hearing here, other than the obvious like risk of using credit and, and not 
being able yeah. to control it? The only downsides are that risk of, of not controlling your credit, getting into trouble, or you know, if you're concerned about who you're buying from and they're paying an extra fee. So but really, the it's merchants. the cost of doing business. And it, in some ways, accepting credit makes their business easier and less costly because they have, don't have to manage the cash. It automatically gets reported and deposited into their bank account. You know, it's just a lot easier from an accounting perspective. So there are definite pluses for the retailers as well. I did write about this last year uh, during Financial Literacy Month, and, and there are benefits to the you know debit, credit, or cash, right? If you if you pay with cash, obviously the the merchant that you're buying from the retailer doesn't have any costs for that. But cash is a little more risky for them and for you. Also, and, and you know debit, it's a it's a very low cost for them, and yep. uh, you know less risky, and you're spending your own money. But credit does cost them money, but you know, I, I do look at it as a cost of doing business. They're they're probably going to get more sales because they're accepting different methods of payment. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, consider that. Like, just think about what your values are in terms of you know, do you want uh, your favorite retailer to have to spend more money, or just you know, not get the hundred percent of the money that you're spending. Yeah. But other than that, this uh, there's some huge benefits uh, to this, especially this card. There's a yeah, that card especially. I mean, and you can even go into your grocery store where you're getting five times. Go to the gift card mall, and you see like those hundreds of stores that sell gift cards. Yeah, you can buy those gift cards and get your five times, and then you could renovate your house on Home Depot gift cards, and you could save eight point seven five percent. So go to the grocery store, which is food. Yeah, food category. The food category. Buy things buy gift there cards. to buy things somewhere else. Exactly. So this this is like the, the probably classic credit card hacking. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like figuring out the loopholes. Right, which you know, obviously they probably thought of, but maybe no one's going to really catch on to. It. I, I mean, and you know, they're they're making less than three percent on every transaction, so I, I, it's going to be hard for them to pay for that level of rewards. I'm not sure how they've 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 done the math in their heads, but somebody at American Express thought it made sense. Uh, but one more advantage to consumers is that credit cards are really the safest way to pay because the money doesn't leave your account when you pay mm -hmm. and it's, you're no less likely to be a target of fraud with credit cards. You might even be slightly more likely a target of fraud or with credit cards than you are with a debit card. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is the credit card company has your back. They have a zero liability guarantee. And if, you, if something happens, it gets charged to your card that you don't authorize, you call them, you never have to pay for it. They take care of it and, and they will eat that loss if they have to. And you know it never comes out of your account with a debit card. If somebody gets access to that, that money leaves your account. That's you have your, to deal with the that's bank, your fault. and it might be a few weeks. It might not be your fault. Well, it might not be your fault. Uh, they, they don't blame you even with debit. Yeah, I always think of it as cash. But, but if somebody skims your card and figures I out suppose, your pin, if there's like obvious fraud, yeah, right? But the but money it, still leaves your account, and it doesn't come back instantly. You're right. It doesn't. You're waiting around for the bank to do their investigation. And you might need that. And you might need that money. Yeah, so it's a, it's, it's so a lot safer way to pay. With a credit card, you're not actually exposing your bank account or your right. you know, hard-earned physical cash right. uh, to any risk. Uh, yeah, that's a, that really is a good point. So, so you got this site, and it's got how many credit cards on it now? Like right now, it's 151, and that's almost every credit card. And this, a, this major is like, credit card in Canada. This is a Canadian site. Like you know, we're yeah. not talking about American credit cards because you can't apply if you're Canadian for American credit cards. So, 151 credit cards in Canada. Yeah, and, and uh, some of these were with banks. Yep. But some of these are not banks? Well, you know, President's Choice Financial, for, ex for example, we're yeah. going to be adding their card soon. Um, and they're not, I mean, they're, they're technically kind of a bank, but they're not really a bank, right? And, yeah. and uh, we have uh, credit unions as well, like Desjardins. 
Um, and okay. sometimes we have store credit cards, you know, for example, HBC has a credit card or Best Buy. So that and kind I of remember stuff. when Canadian Tire got into Canadian credit Tire cards. Canadian Tire has credit cards. We did a study and it turns out they probably make more money on their credit cards than they do on anything they sell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's a good business to get into, which is why there's so many. And But what it has done is created this uh, level of reward and perks and insurance and, and competition and, and, and rates. I mean, like, you know, we're not, we didn't really talk about interest rates, mm -hmm. and uh, I know you're getting cold. That's all right. <laughs> I'm really, I feel bad because you don't have any gloves on. Well, at least I uh, have a tea. You got the tea, which is good, and, and the, we're going we're gonna to go in soon. But rates are um, something we didn't talk about because we're like, uh, don't keep a balance on your credit card. Right. It's like, that's kind of the premise of all of this. If you really expect to keep a balance on your credit card, I'm going to just tell you, don't get a credit card, please. Yeah, and, and there are actually options. Like if you have been good at paying like your minimum balance every month yeah. and you have a 20% interest rate, which is the norm. And if you, you know, it can go up to as high as 30%, but 20% is the norm. So you're probably paying 20%. There are credit card options out there that can help you if you don't have another um, way of getting transferring that to a lower interest rate. So there are low interest rate cards out there. Some cards can have rates as low as 5% to 10%. Okay. So you might be able to get a low rate card, transfer your balance over to that card, and get some relief from your debt. There's even um, one card out there in Canada, the MBNA Platinum Plus uh, MasterCard, that gives you 0% for, for uh, one year. For a year. So if you happen to get to the point where you do have a balance and it, you pick one of these cards that has the great perks but has a huge interest rate, yeah. and you're like, oh man, I'm stuck. You know, don't please don't go get a payday loan. There are other options, there are other especially options. go and talk to other people, like yes. listen to my other podcasts, and you know, don't. Uh, uh, there are ways to, to shift things around and give yourself some temporary relief while you figure out figure what out happened. Figure out how to catch up. Yeah. Uh, but th these low, if you did start with a low uh, interest rate card, they typically don't have the perks. Right? There's if no If you perks. have a low interest rate, you're offsetting. The only reason why the credit card companies offer these perks is because they, they actually want you to have a balance, do they not? I mean, like that's in their best interest. They like to, to be honest, from, from the conversations I've had with credit card companies, they'd like to have a portfolio, a range of people. They like to have yeah. some people to carry a balance. They have like some people to carry, pay it off every month. They like, so, you know, some people are earning on the higher rewards card, some people are on the lower rewards card. They just like to have, we're doing a podcast, Daniel. Hey. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Let's see, this makes the podcast even more real. Yeah. Okay. Hi. Uh, hi. Daniel from Save with Dan, just walking by. Perfect. Well, you know, we, we put ourselves in between the, the library and Tim Hortons, so that was our problem. Yeah, like you're asking for that. <laughs> see you later. We'll see you later, Daniel. Um, so, yeah, uh, I guess they, they just want a variety um, so that they can manage their own risk, really. Yeah, is what okay. It is. So, the, don't, I guess, don't feel bad for the credit card companies if you're not carrying a balance and not making them any money. No, because they earn, they earn on the merchant fees as well and they have other ways of making money. Yeah, so. I, th you know, I don't think we have to worry about them making No, profits, they, they right? have healthy profits. Yeah, they're, yep. they're, they're pretty good. So, okay, so creditcardgenius.ca. Yeah. This is where you Check go. Check it out. And howtosavemoney.ca. Yes. And. You know, that anything else? Are you, are you writing for other, or you just did you stick with how to save money? Yeah, I mostly focus on writing for my own sites. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, doing it for and you a while, can you can follow me on Twitter how to at how to save. Yeah. Um, and uh, at credit card genius. 
um, feel free to drop me a line, uh, send me a note, and I'll get back to you. And if people have, if people are on the site and they're like, "Oh, I wish this was like this," uh, you know, do they have a way to, to tell you? Can you take yeah, feedback? Yeah, we have right? a contact form. You yeah. can report bugs. You can, uh, you know, uh, please just send us send us your feedback and reach out to us if there, you, if you have any questions or if you have any feedback. You're trying to make this uh, like this is a tool to help people. Right. You know, for whatever goal they have with their credit, with cards, their credit cards, and uh, it's just. It's a really good place to go to figure all that out. Yeah, so. if you're gonna have a credit card, you might as well have the best one for you. Yeah, don't just go, you know, pick don't, the one. Don't pick the one your bank says, "Oh, this is the best one." You know, right. Figure out it for you. Figure right? out for you what yeah. works for you. Yeah. That's what that's what it's all about. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for uh, walking around the city in the cold with me. Yeah, it was awesome. It was fun. A new experience. I enjoyed <laughs> I it, both. A new experience. I'm so cold right now. Yeah. Let's go warm up. Let's go warm up, and then let's go to this conference. Uh, first, the Canadian Personal Finance, Finance conference. conference is great, and yeah. uh, I'm glad I got to. to meet you yeah. here, you know, coming in from New Brunswick, and uh, hopefully I'll make it out east uh, at some point. Yeah, and, we'll connect. Uh, yeah, exactly. All, All right. right. Thanks, Bo. Cheers. What an interesting experience to record a podcast while walking around outside and in the Toronto underground path. Did you notice when we walked into the subway station about halfway through? Thanks, Stephen, for being up for a different kind of interview. And a special shout-out goes to Daniel Trezub from savewithdan.ca for making that cameo at the end. Next week on the Personal Finance Show, I get to chat with my pal Jessica Moorhouse about that time she traveled from Toronto to Las Vegas in a week using only a chip and pin credit card to pay for everything. You might want to check out episode seven of the Personal Finance Show where I interviewed all five contestants in the Money 2020 money race right at the beginning of the race before they all left on their journey to Vegas. If you enjoy listening to The Personal Finance Show, please show your support by subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes. No time for a review? Just leave me a star rating. It takes two seconds on iTunes. Investwisely.ca is where you can find all the show notes and links and, of course, all of my blog posts. I'd love to hear from you, so please feel free to send me an email at bo at investwisely.ca.